In the city of Ballantrop, in the empire of Vartona, the bells ring. The bells summoning the fire brigade and all the emergency services towards the rapidly collapsing Heliolaith that was once floating above the Grand Jubilee, but is now uh, kind of slowly limping towards the ground. The aircrafts that were holding it in place have puncture wounds. Um, some, one of them is on fire. They're doing everything they can to prevent it from just uh, turning into a, a horrifying ball of glass, unless they did that last time, in which case I'm going to have to redo this. Anyway, not important. You hear um, through the emergency speakers set throughout the city. Return to your homes under order of the Majesty, the King. This is a state of emergency. All citizens are under curfew until further notice. That repeats in the background a few times. You, Percival Q. Stalwart, not particularly worried about it right now. You have turned down to the final turn that you need to make to get home. Your home is a humble townhome in an area that was once very nice and is now kind of run down. It is a, a three-story thing. Um, imagine one of those, I guess the best thing for Americans to think about would be like a brownstone where you've got the street level and then a little stairway that goes up to the entrance, but it's really three levels and you're really walking into the second level. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, common, common sort of East Coast architecture. It's also very common in, in England. Um, in front of your townhouse is the transport wagon, your touring wagon, painted on the side in faded circus style letters is, actually, what, what is it say? Um, I believe it just says, Percival Q. Stallboard, Master of the Arcane Arts. Yeah. And so it's got this, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a modern marvel in the sense that, um, Crumpet has rigged its own engine to it. So it does not need to be drawn by horse and uses a steam engine usually reserved either for, well, trains and airships or really only the most elite who have sort of auto cars, automobiles at this point. Uh, but you've got one except, you know, it's been on a lot of tours. Um, and it probably needs a new paint job. Your whole house probably needs a new paint job. The sounds of the chaos in the city dwindle as you, uh, open the front door and walk into the general living quarters on this floor. Upstairs is your floor where you sleep and keep all your stuff. And downstairs is Crumpet's workshop where he also insists upon sleeping all the time. Crumpet is, uh, mostly limp but randomly convulses um, and uh, seems to be glowing green out of his mouth and eyes during those convulsions. Well, now, this doesn't seem right. Crumpet, wake up. You're astral-projecting your innards. <laughs> He's not astral-projecting anything. Comes the voice of Huzu, the owl deity you have bonded to. Well, I'm all out of ideas. I tried nudging him. I tried berating him. I even tried to, you know, offer him some additional funding. I'm not a doctor. I've never claimed to be that. I believe he's simply in negotiations. Oh, ours didn't take this long, did it? No, but the individual in question that your young friend there is negotiating with is, hmm, I would like to say difficult. Perhaps, um, unwieldy? Uh, they'll get along swimmingly, then. <laughs> Crumpet, Crumpet is also quite difficult at times, I'll have you know. All of a sudden, there's a giant beam of green light that are upside of his eyes and his mouth. Uh, Crumpet floats into the air for a second, and then he uh, lands on his feet. There's a puff of green illuminated smoke that erupts behind him and there's the shadow of a jackal appearing behind it <laughs> the contract is complete 
is all the jackal I, says. The smoke vanishes. I hope you're proud of yourself, Crumpet. Uh, uh, Mr. Percy. Mr. Percy, I've, I've done a horrible thing. You sure took your sweet time with that one. I'm sorry? I had to carry you all the way back. What? Well, how are we? In our wagon. Wait, are we in the wagon or no? We're in the actual flat, right? Yeah. What in our flat? What? How, how did we get here? Oh, I just told you I carried you. But we were we were on the helier lane. You're not that heavy, crumpet. Soaring above the skies. How did we get down? Right, and we had a ride. Oh, yes, but oh oh well, it's, it's, crumpet. Why don't you believe in our plans? Mr. Percy, uh, I have to tell you something. I, I've done something very terrible. Very horrible indeed. Oh. Look, I already know that you broke our machine because you wanted to save lives with the heliolave collapsing. I'm not mad about that. I'm actually quite proud of you. No, no, no. That's not the horrible thing I've done. Well, did you kill the man with the beetles? <laughs> what? Uh, I... See, that wasn't you either, so there's really nothing to be talking about. <laughs> No, 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 no. Um, when all the lights went out, um, uh, I grabbed one of the, grabbed one of the canopic jars. Oh, Crumpet, we all grabbed canopic jars. You're not special. <laughs> I know, but I didn't know what was going to happen when I did. And then there was this spooky jackal spirit monster god thing. Yes, I'm pretty sure they're just deities. Right. And, and it said it could protect me. But in order to protect me, uh, I had to, you know. Um, go, go along with it and, and agree to a contract yes. and stuff like yes, that. Yes, 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 Crumpet. We are all, we all know how these mythical contracts work. But why, why do you know how it works? Because I'm Percival Q. Starwart, master of the arcane arts, Crumpet. It isn't all show. Oh, oh, right. I'm quite a learned man who also made a contract for the deity <laughs> from a canopic jar in a moment of crisis. One second. Keep rolling. Uh, okay, Mr. Percy, but the, the problem is that I made a contract with the, with the God of Death. And bully for you. I'm sure that means that he gave you all sorts of nice little trinkets, didn't he? I don't want to be in a contract with the God of Death. It's death. Why not? It, it's evil. It, well, well, Crumpet, what makes death evil? I don't want to die, and I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anyone else and make them die either. No, no, no. Death isn't about hurting people. Death is about inevitability, Crumpet. Oof. Yeah, this guy gets it. The inevitability of entropy. All things must end. That's not so bad. Hey. Hello. <laughs> I probably should have joined up with you instead of this crybaby. I'm not a crybaby. You're about to cry right now. Stop crying. Stop bullying my ward. I'll bully him if I want to. I'm the one with the contract. I have a contract too. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, yes, Jaharl. You've not changed at all, have you? Oh, man. Uzu. I didn't want to see you again. Of all the other gods I could have teamed up with, you. Teamed up with? What's going on? You, 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 you made a contract with the... A spooky god from an ancient kingdom, too. Oh, come now, Crumpet. I'm pretty sure they're from the same kingdom. They seem to know each other. You really have to learn to pick up on these social cues. No, I know, but you you made a contract with one. I've been saying that for the past five minutes, Crumpet. Please try to keep up. No, you said you knew about it because you're a learned man. I... And then I said I also made a contract with a deity from a canopic jar. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. This is a lot going on. Oh, Crumpet, you're supposed to be the smart one. But this is all, this is all magic and stuff. What do we do? I, I don't know what to do. How do we get rid of them? When we fulfill our part of the agreement. Or we find a way to get rid of them sooner. But we just have to find a way to end the agreement, Crumpet, once we fulfill our contract. Or find the loophole with which I was discussing just a moment ago. We'll be fine. <laughs> You know that I'm rather privy to your thoughts, yes? Yes. And you know who you made a contract with. Don't act so surprised. Ah, uh, I suppose so. Jeral, you're not the only one who's disappointed in the manner of whom they've bonded. 
I don't know. I kind of like him. <laughs> you know, you and you and him should actually be getting along just fine with all your sneaky plots and your complex philosophies on what things should and should not be and how to manipulate it so everything's just the way it should be and just so. You seem kind of manipulative. Hey, buddy, are you manipulative? Me? Never. See, Huzu, Jahara gets me. Why don't you? <laughs> yes, well, there's a great deal we must discuss. If there's um, some human matter you must attend to, do it quickly and then we'll speak. I'm sorry? What, 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 what does he mean, human matter? Oh, like, like yeah, a cup of tea? Could really use a cup of tea. Yes, I believe we all could, right, Crumpet? Y yes. Oh, right. Dip, I got chip, chop, chip. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shakily, Crumpet makes the tea. The the uh, glass and the or the the cup and the saucer are like totally rattling against each other. Like <laughs> as he hands it out over, and you know he opens the the sugar pot. Uh, how, how many lumps, Mister Percy? None. I see. And he rapidly drops in five into his own cup, and gently stirs it around, takes a sip. Ah, uh, br bracing, Mr. Percy. Quite so. Very robust today. I approve. <laughs> well done, boy. <laughs> uh, despite the sugar and caffeine, this seems to have calmed the crumpet down just a little bit. Is there anything you wanted to do before you talk to Huzu? Rather annoying weather we're having lately, aren't we, Crumpet? Uh, I, I imagine so, Mr. Percy. I I heard it was supposed to be very sunny tomorrow. A, a perfect time to show off the Heliolave's um, capacities. Sure, sure, sure. However, I mean, the Heliolave has collapsed and won't be doing anyone any presenting besides us. Disaster site. Uh, I know. It's rather um, ironic, I guess. Oh, it is, isn't it? But I was saying more... It's quite annoying how we keep going back and forth between you know, cold and foggy and sunny days and back to cold and foggy. Just pick one. I'm not that picky. I just need to know. It does make the possibility of losing your scarf a lot harder, or a lot higher. True. Very true. You don't know if you should bring it or not, and then you might bring it, and then it warms up, and then you put it down somewhere, and then we have it to... It can't be good for the humors. No, and then we have to nick another scarf. Yes, all those poor people... Good for the scarf business. Are though, you suppose. quite through? We can be if you're impatient. <laughs> you did say if we had human matters to attend to, that we should attend to them. Having tea and talking about the weather is, is very human. Very human. Uh, Nothing I'm, humaner. I'm finding very grounding right now in this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you drink tea? We lack physical form, so of course not. Well, I don't know how corporeal you are. I just saw you slash things with claws. Yes, well, if you're ready to discuss things, we can get on with that. Ooh, we can discuss over tea. Release my form so that I may appear to you. Oh, sure. One one moment, please. Uh, he gets up and, like, takes a pile of clothes off of a chair and, like, throws it on the floor and brings a chair over and puts it next to the table <laughs> that they're sitting at. It's a pass. All right. That's the laundry chair. Trying times call for desperate measures, Crumpet. <laughs> Where we put the laundry now? Just brief. We're having a meeting, Crumpet. Now's not the time to worry about your laundry facilities. Well, of course, you don't, Ma. You don't care. You're not the one that has to do the laundry. Crumpet, neither of us does the laundry. That's why we have a laundry chair. Now, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means, Mr. Percy. <laughs> Come now, Huzu. There you go. Out with you. Uh, it appears in its owl form, and it perches on the back of the chair. He didn't even have to move the laundry. It was just going to sit on the bend. I thought he was going to be more person-y. I could take that form, if you prefer. I believe it'd make the boy happier. He morphs into, um, I suppose, the owl version of uh, what you typically see depicted in Egyptian um, pictures of Horus. Uh, man body, owl head. Right. Um, wearing, um, you know, clothes that look strange. They're, they're colorful. They're roby. Um, 
and they definitely match the aesthetic of the other things that you've seen from the kingdom of the ancient kingdom of Kairos. Um, and he sits there very unnervingly. I think I like the I think I like the, the owl better. You heard the boy. Zip chop chip. You dote on him so, don't you? Look, you knew you saw the state he was in earlier. I'm just trying to keep him in good spirits. He whooshes back into an owl form. There now, Crumpet, how's that? Uh, I think that's that's better, Mr. Percy. I'm I'm so sorry. I I'm starting to feel a little bit more under control now. Um, in the center of the tea tray, um, that you made Crumpet bring out, there's a, a tiny little vase with a flower picked from um an empty lot that's down at the end of the corner of the street where wildflowers grow. Um, and it you see there's like a a green mist that reaches out and touches it and it starts to wither. Ah. <laughs> Can't you just show yourself as a doggy? Yeah, I guess if you want. And then uh, he appears as a rather hulking jackal form sitting at the at the side of the table. Um, you know, like a dog waiting for a treat. Yeah, no, that's a good boy. Boom. Ah. Please stop that. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Yes, this is juvenile even for you, Jahar. Besides, you shouldn't be intimidating your own bonded soul. Just going to weaken your power. Yeah, right, fine, that makes sense. I'll be nice with the little kid. Hey, can we switch? No, we cannot switch, you know that. Yeah, can't hurt to ask. Right, yes, well, but imagine, Jahal, imagine you and I as one, bending the world to our whims. Bringing a swath of death and destruction everywhere. You like that? Uh, I mean, I'm sort of indifferent to the destruction. Exactly. <laughs> See, no one cares about death. This is, death is inevitable. Don't give it more than two thoughts. I'm trying to, Mr. Percy. Oh, Crumpet, you're young. You don't have to worry about death for a very long time. Plus, I'm pretty sure he won't let you die while you have a contract with him, so you should be emboldened. Well, wait a minute. I'll do my best to protect you, but I can't actually... Deny death. Well, I kind of can. I don't think you'd like it, though. What do you mean by that? Uh, well, let's see. Looking around here, um, what is what is this here? And he points to a, a, jo- a little pot of honey. Oh, um, honey. Right, right, honey. Wait, we had that. I don't know why I didn't recognize it. But anyway, okay. Imagine you poured <laughs> all that honey onto the table. And then you grab a spoon and you try to scoop it back in. Like, you, right. you could do it, but it'd be messy and not quite right. I wager I could get about 99% of it back in. Right. But there'd always be a little bit left behind, a little bit on the outside, a little bit of the spoon. Just not... Yeah, that's like, what, a tooth? Not quite just the same, is it? Close enough. That's I wouldn't I believe I wasted any honey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's what I mean. I can, I, I could do some stuff, but I'm not sure the boy would like it. You, uh, you don't seem to be phased by anything. So, you know, if you die later, I will totally glue your soul back into your flesh. No problem. Excellent news. Did you hear that, boy? <laughs> I'm immortal. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that. Well, what would you call being brought back to life? Well, if, if your body gets mangled beyond repair, there's something I could do about that, can I? That's invincible. I'm talking about immortal. Well, sure. If you want me to glue your soul into that honey pot. Well, it is rather fetching honey pot. <laughs> Quite enough, both of you. All of you. <laughs> there are important matters at hand. The fate of the world is at stake. Huzu raises his wings and there's a dramatic flash of blue light and shadow and feathers fly throughout the air. Uh, it, it gathers everybody's attention. Long ago in the kingdom of Kairos, there were many beings like us because we were more powerful than the mortals who lived around us. We were treated as gods, deities. And I suppose after a while, we started to believe in it. Hey, I always believed in it. I mean, come on. Lord, the 
Lord of Death. That's definitely a god thing, right? No matter. The important thing to note is that at the height of the Kingdom of Kairos, we lived in harmony, each of us tending to our own domains. Sure, there was the occasional squabble or quibble or, you know, a deity prank. Yeah, like that time uh, that volcano erupted and ruined that city. That was a good one. The, uh, this all sounds quite normal to me. What, what exactly is the issue again? At one point, Chakata no longer felt that he should be living in harmony with the rest of us. He is the, the scarab deity that we encountered. Ah, yes. Takata believed that he should be the ruler of all, and he desired to consume everything into his power. The other deities, all of humanity, the world, the sun, the stars beyond it, consume it all into one solitary being so that there might be peace and harmony and unification. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? I mean, I suppose technically, if we were all in the belly of a giant eetle, that would mean there wouldn't be any conflict, but there wouldn't also be anything else. Yes, and thus began the great war of the gods. Lines were drawn, and once the first of us decided that they could be the ruler, the others decided, well, why not myself? And there was backstabbing and holy warriors, thralls, armies of the dead. Ah, uh, yeah, that was pretty good, though. I mean, because every time you guys killed somebody, I just added them up to the ranks. If we continued the way we were, then even if Chakata was defeated, humanity's destruction was most assuredly inevitable. Humanity's destruction is always inevitable. I don't know why you make such a big deal out of it. Because things are not always about the destination, Jaharl. Sometimes it's about the journey. And humanity's journey had much more to go. That is what I felt, and many others did as well. And so a plan was concocted to seal away the remaining deities, lock their power away from the human world, the rest of time until you idiots went about and mucked it up. I did nothing. Then why, then why were you there? To steal from them. Oh yes, of course, you are the confidence man, the trickster. Meddling in things you know nothing about, whether by choice or folly or pure fate, I suppose. And aren't you so lucky? Well, in any case, unless you want the world that you currently live in to be completely consumed by Chakata and his mad quest for power, you're going to have to do something about it. Do something about it? Like what? You want me to write a sternly worded letter? No, I want you to recapture the deities that were released. Oh, well, that doesn't seem so hard. The canopic jars, which were containing our power and our consciousness, were, put, were brought before Den of Thieves, were they not? Well, I mean, they were all upper echelon of society folks, but criminals, sure, in various degrees. Then no doubt they will also attempt to use the power of the gods that they stole. It will not be as so easy as that. And yet I find myself here bonded to the one person who might be able to make a difference. After all, you're not a warlord. And I imagine you don't have any delusions of trying to conquer the world. Oh goodness no, imagine all the paperwork. Precisely. So your man, who is going to have to steal the canopic jars back. Oh, is that it? Yes, you'll have to... Once all of them are gathered, You'll be able to also reseal Chakata, even though his his uh, jaw was destroyed. You will have to perform nine heists.
Hey everybody, welcome to the Silhouette Zero community shout out. First, I want to give a shout out to BM Sedgman on Twitter. Um, about a week or so ago, uh, he put a very nice message to me and a bunch of other podcasts that he listens to thanking us for, um, you know, giving him entertainment. It was his birthday and he was just being just such a jovial person. Um, so, you know, happy birthday, my dude. I know this is like super late, but still, happy birthday. Hope things are going well for you. Chris L from the Discord would like to shout out the wholesome fun people on the Discord server, in particular Bridget and Crispy, who shared that they are using futuristic farming pods. Um, and uh, they look like they belong on the Expanse. They're super cool. I kind of want one. I wonder if one would fit in Soul Zero HQ. There's lots of stuff going on in the Star Wars podcast scene. Uh, firstly, Heroes of the Hiding Way is closing up on their third season. So go check out the conclusion, or if you haven't been listening, go binge it all at once. That's at thehidingway.com. Adam from the Force Majeure podcast would like to shout out Tales of the Outer Rim, who are, quote, the rising star in the Star Wars podcast scene and lovely people to boot. End quote. I mean, I don't know them, but Adam's a lovely person, so I can assume that he knows what he's talking about. You can check them out. They are on Twitter at T-O-T-O-R-F-F-G. Um, And if hanging with Percy and Crumpet is putting you through Star Wars withdrawals, there's a ton of other Star Wars podcasts right now. There's Starbirds Podcast, Flight Risk Podcast, Coruscant Nights, Redemption, the patriarch of us all, um, Dicey Cantina Podcast. Uh, to wet your proverbial whistle, I haven't actually listened to any of these. But you know what? You shouldn't listen to me anyway. You should go check them out yourself. Make your own decisions. ACJ on the Discord server would like to shout out the Burnt Cookbook Party, which is a fledgling Papa? Burnt Cookbook Party, which is a fledgling Pathfinder podcast. Started by Polygon member Jenna S. Heroes, summoned for a simple competition, soon find themselves locked in a time loop. They have to use their wits, brawn, and culinary skills to save the day. According to ACJ, it is a lot of fun, so go check that out. Adam also wants to shout out uh, Valley World, a weekly snippet of whimsy from the worst tourist attraction in Wales. They're on Twitter at Valley World BYN. That's V A L L E Y W O R L D B Y N, as in bring your nose. Speaking of Adam, Mr. T3A or Mr. T wants me to say to him, How could you? You proper great story beat monster. You know what you did. Wow, Adam, shameful. And last but not least, the brother Matt would like to use the community shout out, a thing I created to do good for other people, to put his friend Tizzle on blast. Um, Tizzle apparently decided to start listening to the show, and uh, the first episode he picked to watch was Cranksgiving 2. Uh, I have to admit, Tizzle, that is kind of a weird choice. Tizzle is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash TW1ZZLE. Or at least I, I think that's how you spell it. I'm sure Matt will yell at me if I, I got it wrong. Anyway, that's it for the community shout out. If you ever want something shouted out, just message me at SilZeroChris or um, email SilZeroPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you know what? We'll, we'll just add one in and, you know, love to share the wealth of the community with each other. Okay, back to the show. Ah, oh, we should be done within, I don't know, a week? Two? Miss Around there. Miss Percy. Those people are from all over the world, and some of the most powerful people in existence. You can't just waltz up to them and nick it. This is not like taking... This is not like going diving for somebody's spare change. Oh, Crumbit, when will you learn? 
all thievery is always the same as rummaging around and stealing someone's loose change. The only differences are just logistics. Do we have to do this? Can't, can't we get someone else to do it? Trumpet, we made a deal. If you didn't want to save the world, why did you bind death to you? I thought he was going to kill me if I didn't. Jahal, did you say you were going to kill him if you didn't disagree? Oh, I was definitely going to kill him if he didn't agree. Oh, well, fair enough then. <laughs> but Crumpet, think of it. We could save the world. You like that sort of thing. <laughs> Are you sure that this Jakarta person's going to actually do all that? What I do know is that we can't get rid of all of our spooky ghost friends until we do it. It is true, young Crumpet. After all, the destruction you saw upon the Heliolafe was the result of Jakarta himself. That large beetle you battled was just a portion of his power granted to a willing thrall. If you do not take action, if someone does not take action, that is, his power and influence will spread quickly throughout the world. And there is no force in humankind that can damage what we are, except what we are. In order to stop Jakarta, you would need someone bonded. And at the moment, or someone with sticky fingers that takes canopic jaws. I don't believe it would be just as simple as that. Once these thieves start to abuse the power, they will be able to create their own thralls or tap into the powers to protect them. A simple thief will not be able to get past such defenses. I have a question. I imagine you have many. No, just one. Do we have to protect these canopic jaws? I'm sorry? Our canopic jaws that had you in them. Do we have to guard them? Oh, yes. Well, I suppose you do. Oh, that's annoying. Well, that was my only question. Continue. You need not uh, carry <laughs> them around. We are bonded to your souls. However, if um, those canopic jaws were stolen, then someone could probably use them to uh, tear us, tear the bond asunder. Oh, oh, so we can tear the bond asunder now? I'm afraid it would not be a process you would enjoy. But could we tear them asunder from other people? There is a way, yes. Ah, excellent. Crumpet, begin working on it. No, I already know the way. Ah, Crumpet, never mind. What you will need to know, learn now is how to use the abilities of the bonded. And then, um, find the locations of these other canopic jars and do the thing. Well, not to brag, but I believe I've already demonstrated I'm quite capable at using the gifts of the bonded. Yes, you battled a few lowly henchmen. You will have to become more adept at it than that. And let's not forget your ward here. What I'm hearing is that I got a head start on learning how to use these abilities ahead of everyone else. Yes, that will work in our favor if we move quickly. So you guys in, or...? Doesn't sound, doesn't sound like we have much of a choice, Mr. Percy. Well, think about it, Crumpet. The greatest heists. Well, that's true. I mean, if we could pull it off against all those types of high mighty people... We could... And if we can get in there to the rare treasure of the Canopic Jaws, which I'm sure they're keeping other treasures nearby as well, Crumpet. Right. I mean, we, could, we could make off rich with all this, couldn't we? We could... Oh, Crumpet... You could buy the parts shop on the fancy street. I wouldn't even have to. But one of the guys there was Archer Arrow. Let me, I could, I could probably get all sorts of stuff from his place. Exactly, Crumpet. See, oh. things are finally coming up for us. But I also think one of them was Colonel Balafant Armitage, the warlord. Oh, that's fine. What's a warlord going to do when he can't access death, huh? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that means. Why is, why is the other flower dying too? <laughs> <laughs> because Jahal gets bored, Crumpet. Please try to keep up. <laughs> we told you having a dog was a big responsibility. 
I've always told you that having a pet is a grave responsibility, Crumpet. <laughs> he said grave responsibility. I love this guy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like you too, Jahal. You can say. Yes, great. I'm so glad you're all getting along so swimmingly. Now, now, Huzu, let's not get jealous. You know that you're always my number one after Crumpet and tied with Jarl. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do we got to do now? Well, I believe first we figure out who has whom and where they're likely to be and go in order of ease to difficult. Can we at least? No, never mind. What? I was going to ask if we could sleep on it, but I don't think there's any possible way I could sleep now. After I just drank all this tea, and I'm afraid he's going to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> you're soul bonded now. He's not going to kill you in your sleep. I can't kill you in your sleep. We're soul bonded. That would be like the worst exactly. possible thing I could do to myself. Can you knock him out? Crumpet? Yes. Uh, no. I, I'm the god of death, not the god of knocking out. Can I knock him out? <laughs> Maybe we should just, um... Do a little work. That usually calms me down. Hey, well, Crumpet. Uzu, to me. He vanishes back inside. Come now, Crumpet. Show me what Jahal has taught you. And his eyes are glowing blue. Uh, um, you can say that for now, Jahal. Um, it's just, it's fine. Crumpet, the whole point of the speech was that we had no time to spare. So it's important that we get our practice in now and continue moving forward. Oh. I meant, you know, working on figuring out who has the jaws, not how to use my spooky powers. Trumpet, you're going to need to use your spooky powers at some point. Come on, just one. Just use one spooky power. All right. Um, Jahal. The jackal dog leaps at him, vanishes. Okay. Um, so now what? Well, Jahal will probably tell you some of his uh, boons. Yeah, uh, so the whole deal here is like, we get more powerful the more time we spend together using our powers because your soul becomes closer binded to mine. So you're not going to have full access to my powers yet, but I got a couple of ones that I think you can handle. Uh, first, obviously, we can speak to the dead. What? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a given. We're Lord of the Trumpet. Dead. That'll be extremely useful. Like, I can just summon a ghost? No, 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 no. You have to be near the body. Then you can summon the ghost. Or you can kill a man and talk to him later. Yeah, you can kill a man and talk to him later. Speaking of, I can reap a soul. What? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> pick a soul, any soul you want, and I'll just disconnect it from their body dead. I'm not going to use that ever. Uh, yeah, Could you do choice. that to someone? Uh, Jahal, the question. Yeah. Sorry. Can you do that to people who have soul bonded? Uh. Uh, you know, I've never tried. Interesting question. No time like the present. No, no, you can't do that to Mr. Percy. If you... Come <laughs> now, Crumpet. If you're... Read my soul. No, if you're wrong, we can't put it back. If I'm wrong, he's going to have it, and he already said he can put my soul back into my body. But only 99% right. I don't want that. That's only if I was killed improperly. I'm sure nothing's more precise and surgical than the touch of Jahal. I'm not going to do it, and that's final. Oh, Crumpet. Please? No! Oh, yeah. The, the third ability is uh, we can wither away life. You know, plants and animals. Those don't have souls, so that's easy. Oh, Crumpet. Finish off the last flower. Uh, all right. He reaches out. There's a green glowy smoke coming out of his hand. It touches it and the, the flower withers away into dust. Oh, that was very nice. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Why would I want to ruin a perfectly good flower? Well, you're thinking it's wrong again, Crumpet. You're smart, beloved boy. I mean, come now. Let's say one of the people has security dogs. Right. Okay, That I guess that makes sense. Poor puppies. Or there's a particularly stubborn weed that's grown in the in the garden. Hey, we can light things on fire too. Watch this. Trumpet, <laughs> <laughs> ah. we're gonna save a fortune on heating. <laughs> All right, let me give you a quick rundown on Jaharl. Sure. 
Bake. I'll and I'll send you stat blocks for this later. But bake whip yep. two 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 three two three. Okay. Element is fire. Skills stealth one, ranged one, melee one, perception one, coercion one, remove one black, and uh, knowledge cause of death two. <laughs> the talents I mentioned speak to the dead. He can speak to the dead um, if the body is present. Reap. Now, uh, it is literally that. It's an auto-kill of a uh, <laughs> non-deity out of battle. However, it will induce maximum strain. Mm. So, Trumpet will basically pass out. Right. And that's only out of battle. Uh, is that what you said? Well, actually, that doesn't make sense. So, I'll allow it in battle, too. But basically, it's like... It's, it's a, a trade. It's a trade. It's a trade. Yeah. <laughs> And then Wither drain the life out of plants and animals. Um, he's got melee. Um, six damage, pierce two, crit three. Range is six damage, crit three. And burn two because his magical range attacks are made out of fire. Mm -hmm. And he has um, blood of my enemy. So during his turn, he can choose to recover wounds equal to the damage taken to a particular target during that round. Okay. So if you did like 10 damage on somebody, he could recover 10 wounds. Nice. So that will take his action. Now, does that mean throughout the course of that battle or he casts it and then anything, any damage inflicted afterwards? Uh, it's just that particular round. Okay. But it doesn't matter when in the round he does it. Right. So like, let's say um, you do 10 damage. He can recover 10 wounds. Next round comes around. You do six damage. He can recover six wounds. Right. But like he could cast it and then I do six damage. Would he still get the six? Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the like. It doesn't okay. have to be in that order. Just checking. Yeah. Um, and then he also has uh, the the uh, status effect skill inevitable entropy, um, where the target has to do a fear check, um, and that fear check has an additional uh, to black to passing. So yeah, that's Jaharl, the god of death. Okay. So let's um, let's talk about some rules here. Now that Percival Q. Stalwart and his ward Crumpet have agreed to the nine heists that will restore balance to the world, these heists will happen in three phases. <clears throat> and these phases are very much inspired by um, games like Blades in the Dark, I think is probably the biggest influence here. Some of you will recognize, um, but also there's one, I think it's Grant Howitt actually, uh, One Last Job, which is literally a heist game. Um, so the first phase is the investigation phase. Oh, also, this is influenced clearly by, like, um, Ace Attorney. <laughs> sure. Um, so, the investigation phase is the the freeform RP section. You basically gather as much information as you can, and there's no... You can spend as much time as you want in this phase. You do whatever you want. You can, you know, let in-game time pass as much as you need to. You can build stuff, bribe stuff question people, follow them, basically whatever you want to do to prepare for the heist. Once you feel you've concluded the investigation phase, you will do the planning phase, and this must happen within one session. And this is where you create the master plan for the heist. Okay. Then the next session is the heist itself, where the plan will play out. And depending on um, your plan and the actions you took during investigation phase, It'll either go according to plan or crazy things will happen along the way. Um, and then you have to kind of adapt to them on the fly. So, um, you know, certain roles or actions done during the investigation phase may change the complexity needed of the height. So, like, if you accidentally tip off that you're going to rob the thing, they may add some extra security, making the mm. heist more complicated, that kind of thing. So... Any questions about that at this point? Not yet. Okay, so technically speaking, um, you are now in the investigation phase. I gotta think of like a sound effect for that. Investigation phase. That's perfect. That's not that's not perfect. We're not using that. You're gonna use it. I'm not gonna use it. Gonna be symbol snake. Simple snake? Symbol <laughs> snake. Simple snake. I forgot about symbol snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Mr. Percy, uh, I've been writing a list on this parchment here, 
about everybody who we saw that I can remember. Yes. Um, and it occurs to me that one of them was was the Countess Minuet Largo. Uh, yes, quite right, Crumpet. Well, Good memory. I think she has a really big manor here in Bonnetrop City. Oh, yes, she quite does. That pesky dormant's kicked me out more times than I care to remember. <laughs> All right, would you do... Uh... Well, shoot, we've... I, I have... We're almost at the end of the episode. We've done no rolling, and I forgot to do the uh, steam and smog roll. So would you do that for me, please? You're going to do four? Yep. One for each... Well, one one for each person and deity. Six steam, one smog. Of course. Okay. So, um, would you do a knowledge nobility roll? Two purple. Okay, so that's just going to be base intellect then. I'll upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yellow and a green versus two purple. Two success, two threats. Okay, as you've uh, mentioned, you do the threats are, of course, you do have a bit of a reputation there because you have apparently tried to crash the gates a few times. Just to steal from them nothing unsavory. <laughs> <laughs> so the Countess Minuet Largo, this is what you know about her. Um, she is currently in residence at the Ballantrop Manor. This is not unusual at this time of year, especially with the Jubilee and the Heliolaith and all that going on. Um, much like in, in real life in the olden days in England, um, the, the peerage, the nobility, um, have, of course, their manors and their land in the area that they actually rule over. And then they have a, a fancy house at the capital city when they need to come back for that kind of capital business. What's unique about the Countess Minuet Largo's um, Ballantrop residence is that it's equally lavish in terms of both size and land like there's it's a very large green space the the home is called the garden <laughs> and most usually these nobles keep just sort of like a really fancy townhouse or something like that not not this extravagant manner but um the, the count the the largo title has um accumulated a great amount of wealth and power over the generations and so this the garden is quite befitting its power um, the Countess herself is, she's quite beautiful. Um, she's in her 20s. She's unmarried, and the hot goss these days is she's definitely seeking suitors. She only recently came into being the actual leader, um, you know, taking on the title of the Countess, um, within the last two years because uh, her father died kind of unexpectedly. And um, her mother had died much earlier, leaving her with the title. Um, yeah, and she's kind of known to be sort of frivolous and um, a little bit ridiculous. And, uh, you know, someone who's way too young to be wielding this much power. Now, I got a good eye on who picked up which jar, didn't I? Um, hmm. Or was it more like we saw the first one, then everything went black and then... That Everyone is kind of grabbed a jar. True. However, I presume like clue. you're thinking that like, well, you're probably going <laughs> to grab the closest one, right? Sure. So, God, what would the role for that be? M memory? <laughs> uh, vigilance? Hmm. Yeah, probably vigilance. Or perception? I mean, I would like perception, but vigilance makes more sense. I'm going to upgrade. Mm, here's here's what I will offer. Ah. Perception, three purple, or vigilance, two purple. Uh, vigilance, two purple, please. Because my perception is also unranked. So it would have been three versus three versus two versus blue. So one yellow is stronger on two die than on three. One success. Your best guess with that is that she would have grabbed the canopic jar with a crane on it. So then, what do we know about cranes? Oh, 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 um, they're using the, the concept of pulleys and fulcrums, and um, you can use it to lift large things into the air, and then you can Trumpet. turn... What? The animal. The bird. The flappy beast. Is a bird called a crane? Oh, Crumpet. I have allowed you to get too drawn in by the world of mechanicals. <laughs> <laughs> but I have failed to teach you correctly. To educate you properly why on the would, ways of life. Why would they name the bird after a crane? 
Um, I believe it's a very convoluted opposite way. I believe that cranes, which have long necks, led to the phrase craning one's neck, which has led to cranes, which are long. Oh, I always thought they were called cranes because they look kind of like canes. Why would there be an R then, Crumpet? So you wouldn't get me confused with canes. <laughs> yes, I'm going to casually <laughs> walk down the street with a giant machine used to pull things. The crane goddess, Ariella, the goddess of art, beauty, wind, and prophecy. Ah, core. Prophecy? Really? Yes, prophecy, really. How are we supposed to steal from someone that has prophetic abilities? Well, it's interesting how prophecies tend to work. They can be shifting. After all, not the future is not written in stone. They can also be a oh. bit obtuse. Plus, there's, of course, misdirection, which is our realm. Okay. Indeed. Got it. <laughs> Ariel and I have sparred many a time. It is fun to mess with her prophecies. Well, then you'll have a blast with this one. I do forewarn you, though, that if this Countess is bonded with her, and if this Countess has a keen, honed mind, organized and ruthless sort, she might be able to, to cut through the haze of prophecy and become quite a formidable opponent. Yes, I'm, I'm afraid of that. However, she is the first one. I can't imagine the first one's going to be as difficult. Also, she's not she's not any of those things at all. Now, now, Crumpet, that we know of. But I read it in the, in the, in the newspaper. Crumpet, what did I warn you about reading? Um, that is hard. <laughs> and? Um, that anybody... Any dim-witted charlatan who's half-literate can write anything down that they want. But this is in the nobility, um, the nobility report. See? Fiona Porter, nobility reporter. <laughs> he hands you a, a half-crumpled, I guess, Victorian, you know, style, um, pulp. Yeah. Yellow journalism piece on, um, the Countess Minuet Largo and how much of an airhead she is. Ooh, a filth monger. We'll be able to get some good, useful information from her. From from Fiona Porter? Yes. Oh, um, it's not, I don't know her. I, I just, I, I took, I nicked this off of a, of a lady on the street. Yes, Crumpet. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the people we speak to, we don't actually know yet. Oh, right. That's my thing. Do you want me to tell you how she's going to die? No, no, <laughs> oh, no, I yes, don't please. want that. <laughs> Oh, can you tell me how I die? No, actually, that's not a thing I can do. I just thought it'd be oh, funny to scare him. A shame. See, Crumpet, that's the difference between you and me. We use information differently. You, you, you run from it. You, you're, you fear knowledge. I, <laughs> master of the arcane arts, the bearer of the third eye, the guardian of the ancient sigils, I take all information as a precious treasure. But, uh, for if I know when I die, I needn't fear anything until that time. Even then, I needn't fear because I know it's coming. But, Mr. Percy, I'm the one that knows how all the things about science. I, I like knowledge a lot. I like reproducible science, things that follow laws and, and order. And I feel like these laws are very orderly. Well, yeah, that's the point. It, and it, no, no, no. I mean the ones that, that Jahar gave you. They're very straightforward. But I shouldn't be able to do that. Of course you can, there's a god. You can't even scientifically prove it, there's a soul. I, uh, I believe that Jahal could. <laughs> but how do I know I'm not just having some sort of massive hallucination? Maybe I'm falling out of the Heliolath right now. No, this no, is my no, brain Crumpet, trying you want to, to go see the Heliolath? Would you like to make a pit stop to see the Heliolath? No. Although, it's probably Is that you pieces. saying that, or was that your fever dream saying that? <laughs> I was just going to say, there's probably some good pieces to take, though. Oh, quite right. Oh, you know who would show up to something like that? Someone who writes pithy little articles. Y you think we can find Fiona Porter at, at the Broken Heliolaith? Oh, yes. High-profile individuals, a grave catastrophe. She'll be there. 
Uh, okay. Um, so our first target's going to be the Countess Minuet Largo. And yes. um, we're going to go find Fiona Porter, ability reporter. I feel like that's as good a place to start as any. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Uh, After all, it's the only name you've dropped on me, Crumpet. Of course I'm going to jump on it. <laughs> okay. I think I think I'm gonna go downstairs and tinker a bit, and then and go to bed. Oh, I don't have anything That's a spirit. to tinker with. We use all the parts for the Maharaja. Can I oh, buy Crumpet. more parts? Yes, we can buy more parts. We're gonna need parts, Crumpet. We're stealing. What part of this aren't you getting? Um, do me a favor. Roll me to the one hundreds. Fifteen eighty-four. Okay. Um, so you currently have in your total accounts. Uh, 5,084 Bartonin pounds. Nice. This is every pound that you have. I trust you'll keep track of that for me. (sighs) Fine. (laughs) By the way, when I was trying to figure out what to call the currency, I did very briefly consider Bartoonies. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) right. well, good night, Mr. Percy, and we'll... We'll start on our grand quest in the morning. Yes, Crumpet, I'm going to go out for a constitutional. Right now? There's a curfew on, isn't there? Oh, of course. Don't worry, I'll be back in a jiff. You just go lay down and try to sleep. Crumpet heads downstairs. Let's go steal a bunch of parts. Right now? Without your reward? It's night time. This is the time to do it. Uh, Very well. Should be easy to conceal ourselves in the midst of chaos. Of course. After all, I have Shadow Step, don't I? Indeed. Might as well get some practice in. Thought you'd approve. And as Percival Q. Stalwart vanishes literally into the shadows, we come to the end of our episode. Did, did I do anything that surprised you? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an info dump episode. I, yeah. I am surprised how easily he got on with Jaharl. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a people person, you know? He is. Um, and I think he picked up very quickly, even before I had a chance to say it. I mean, you know, I've always enjoyed the interpretation of deaf gods or even really just deaf portrayals in poetry or, you know, where deaf isn't evil. It's just a thing that happens. Right. Um, it's an inevitability. So that's kind of how I designed Jaharl. And I think... Um, Percy picked on that quick. <laughs> and so he he understood, you know, where Jahal was coming from. That he's not spooky or dangerous. He just is. He's doing his job. He's just the great bookkeeper. Yeah. Is that is that a Discworld reference or something? Mm, no, there's no. I mean, death doesn't care in Discworld about it. Because after all, and this one's for you, Leslie, there is no justice. There's just us. Ooh, that's good. That's why you need to read Discworld. Okay, stop. <laughs> Muppet. Stop. What? I'm a Muppet? Yes, you're a Muppet. Well, anyway, then, um, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you're enjoying season four. Sorry, my my crumpet voice seems to be miscalibrated. I will never settle in a voice for a person like you saw. It will change every time. I went from doing a billion and a half British accents when I was doing Great Ace Attorney, and then I think I've been listening to way too many British people talk, and now it's all muddled in my head. Now I'm going to have to practice. Oh, well, so be it. Um, in the meantime, though, give me feedback on my accents on Twitter at IngDayDreams or the show Twitter at SilZeroChris. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. M-A-T-T. Uh, Knights. M-A-T-T. <laughs> Knights. <laughs> People are going to think that your Twitter handle is Sil Zero Matt Knights. Ah, I'm at Sil Zero Matt. S I L Z E R O M A T T. You can also find me on Twitter at the Brother Matt One, the number one, because that's also the handle, not really, of my Twitch, which is just the Brother Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash still zero if you want to support us, um, and get the extra content that hangs out on there and to join the discord. 
and you know uh, be part of the merry crew and get the dog pictures and the cat pictures there's a lot of animal pictures and you can't get and access I posted, to them I've, I, I've posted there recently too an animal picture no just conversations oh yes i participated matt has been quite quite chatty lately um in his role as nega professor sports <laughs> for now until a better name comes up which is only a joke you would understand if you're on the patreon patreon discord so get on it um <laughs> and until next time uh, may all of your shadows be dark and your deaths be quiet choo choo